Good evening. You're listening to Wikisleep, a podcast designed to help you relax and unwind through calm, quiet storytelling. I'm your host and founder of the podcast, Adrian Sala. I'm really glad you've chosen this episode, and I hope you enjoy it, but I wanted to jump in quickly to let you know that the Wikisleep app is now available on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. If you head to wikisleep.com, there are quick links to download it so you can access this episode in full, ad-free, as well as more content and features. The Wikisleep app is free to download and try for a month, and with each subscriber, I'm able to create more content like this to help you sleep better. That's wikisleep.com. Anyhow, please enjoy. Good evening. I'm Britt Buntane, and tonight's story is of Paris and Anoni from the Greek myths of Thomas Bullfinch. On the other side of the sea, there stands a city, rich and mighty, the like of which there is none in Greece. The name of this city is Troy, although its inhabitants call it Ilios. There an old man, named Priam, rules over a happy and peace-loving people. He dwells in a great palace of polished marble on a hill overlooking the plain, and his granaries are stored with corn, and his flocks and herds are pastured on the hills and mountain slopes behind the city. Many sons has King Priam, and they are brave and noble youths, well worthy of such a father. The eldest of these sons is Hector, who, the Trojans hope, will live to bring great honor to his native land. Just before the second son was born, a strange thing troubled the family of old Priam. The queen dreamed that her babe had turned into a firebrand, which burned up the walls and the high towers of Troy and left but smoldering ashes where once the proud city stood. She told the king her dream, and when the child was born, they called a soothsayer who could foresee the mysteries of the future, and they asked him what the vision meant. It means, said he, that this babe, if he lives, shall be a firebrand in Troy 
and shall turn its walls and its high towers into heaps of smoldering ashes. But what shall be done with the child, that he may not do this terrible thing? asked Priam, greatly sorrowing, for the babe was very beautiful. Do not suffer that he shall live, answered the soothsayer. Priam, the gentlest and most kind-hearted of men, could not bear to harm the babe. So he called his master shepherd and bade him to take the helpless child into the thick woods which grow high up on the slopes of Mount Ida behind the city and there to leave him alone. The wild beasts that roam among those woods, he thought, would doubtless find him, or in any case, he could not live long without care and nourishment and thus the dangerous brand would be quenched while yet it was scarcely a spark. The shepherd did as he was bidden, although it cost his heart many a sharp pang thus to deal barbarously with the innocent. He laid the smiling infant, wrapped in its broidered tunic, close by the foot of an oak, and then hurried away that he might not hear its cries. But the nymphs who haunt the woods and groves saw the babe and pitied its helplessness and cared for it so that it did not die. Some brought it yellow honey from the stores of the wild bees. Some fed it with milk from the white goats that pastured on the mountainside. And others stood as sentinels around it, guarding it from the wolves and bears. Thus five days passed, and then the shepherd, who could not forget the babe, came cautiously to the spot to see if, mayhap, even its broidered cloak had been spared by the beasts. Sorrowful and shuddering, he glanced toward the foot of the tree. To his surprise, the babe was still there. It looked up and smiled and stretched its fat hand toward him. The shepherd's heart would not let him turn away the second time. He took the child in his arms and carried it to his own humble home in the valley where he cared for it and brought it up as his own son.